there is a question, is it possible to remove anxiety completely or is it just part of what of you or part, part of you are? Is it just part of you? Uh, yeah, it is a part of you, you can't get rid of it. Is that your answer, Lucas? <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> I mean, hold up, hold up. No, I mean, it is part of you. Uh -huh. you, can't, you can't get rid of it in the sense that, I mean, I mean, I mean that you cannot actually, like, uh, cure yourself, but I don't know, what I try to say is, <laughs> You can, you, you can. You, no, 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 no. You, you can, you can, you can, you can become. I'm negativist. No, you can't. <laughs> you're condemned. It's just. Uh, it means that you're gonna reborn, reborn the house. Because I'm gonna silence you again. <laughs> no, I mean. Why are you? Uh, I mean that. If you can't give up anxiety, what is the point? Why practice? No, you can give up anxiety, but the anxiety is a part of your uh, of your uh, of your mind. You know? Well, yes, but there's uh, no there's no self. It's a creation. <laughs> yeah, it's just another. The Buddha said we're like heaps of stuff, and you know, if you pull this out of the heap, it's gone. It's not yeah, part okay, of like self, like like part of the entity. It's just, well, you know, I I do have a question here. In uh, the ordination of bhikkhus, there is a provision that says that you cannot ordain if what you are like, I don't know the, the term, we would use mentally ill in modern language, but there was a, a problem so that if you were not sane, you could not ordain. And so there, I guess there is a distinction between, um, oh, actual organic uh, like problems with the thought processes through like brain damage right. and 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 so on and the idea is that someone who actually suffers from like brain damage well you can't expect them to change well first of all in, in the Theravada tradition anyway and I'm assuming that it holds for other traditions their insanity actually isn't one of the disqualifying factors to ordination, strangely enough, although given the the fact that you need to go through a ceremony which which requires you to answer these questions in the first place, like are you um, are you a human being, are you a man? Right, are you a hermaphrodite, exactly. So that is not the kind of questions an insane person could probably answer, but um, you know, mental problems are not there's no mental problem that's a disqualifier to to ordination. But the other well, thing, well, that, that, that's why I said uh, in modern language mental illness because there was no term back then. It, well, it, yeah, there, is, there were many rules that where they were actually um, the the rules were most of the rules or maybe not all the rules are um, non offenses for someone who is insane. Okay. So you could not only be a monk, but you could break all the rules. No, um, the point the point is that you're temporarily insane, or you you went insane as a monk. If a person goes insane, they aren't held accountable for breaking the rules. They're just insane, right? Uh, so there was a concept of it, concept of it. Um, right. But the other thing you could say in response to that it, it's not really, um, you know, 
or the, the the rules against ordination are just mainly for the purposes of um, keeping the sangha going and working. Um, well, well, my my point was really coming to the to. Uh, it's going back to the anxiety issue, whereas. <laughs> It, it, would it have been acknowledged that there are some people right, that yeah. cannot control themselves? Yeah. And, you know, the Dharma really wouldn't be effective for them. No, I, I just, in, it's interesting. I, was just, I just finished up one of my chapters in my new book, which will come out one, one day. Um, and I was just adding this part in there. I mean, from my point of view, I'll give you what, sort of the lowdown of what I wrote there. Um, you know, we've been talking several times tonight, or, or at least at one point we were talking about how the body doesn't exist, and so the brain doesn't exist. These are manifestations of habits and, and cause and effect and so on, and are therefore completely and totally mutable. Uh, so so we, shouldn't, we shouldn't distinguish categorically between uh, what is um, alterable and what is unalterable, what is hardwired and what is not. We, we rather have to think in terms of degree. So there, there are certain problems which may not be solvable in this life alone. Or to put it even broader, there are certain problems that will take a long time to, to, to solve. And it may be that death occurs somewhere, somewhere here and there, start and finish. But um, that doesn't make them categorically different. And so even in terms of ordaining such people, people who have... Know, at least depression or anxiety or, or, or suicidal tendencies you know can be a very good start for them even if they they die not having come to terms with the, the problem because you know Buddh uh, Buddhism doesn't ascribe to the idea that it ends uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's uh, can I add one thing there yeah. is no such a thing as being inside and sane. The, 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 there are only things that are acceptable in society. Oh, believe me, there are unacceptable. There's no I've, such a thing as a. Sorry. Oh, yeah. oh, there are. No, I've 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 dealt with people who are really really crazy. They can't tell the difference between a, a mountain and a molehill. Poison and water. Well, how is it, my cubit person? I mean, I've got anxiety, and I'm insane, but I'm all right. No, no. Insane is, is insane, where they really don't have a clue what they're doing. That really happens. Yeah, happens I know. Meditators go insane. I know. There may be degrees yeah. and types of it, but it, it's quite different from you, Lucas. <laughs> I can, I, I'm, not yeah, I'm trying to add a little bit of humor to well, it. Like, because for, for, in, for instance, schizophrenia is a real medical condition. But that's just words. That's not real. You say well, that. no, no, no. You have to, I mean, look, if you, if you get no, it, It's real. Watch. It's real. You can see it on, on, brain, on brain scans. Which don't exist. Oh, it, uh, it, it exists conventionally. Conventionally. Yeah, it just doesn't exist absolutely. But uh, that's two sides of one coin. Uh, you got a coin. Well, the face of the coin can't exist without the the rear, the back side of it. Doesn't so, conventions. Conventions you know, don't. Ultimate reality doesn't is, need conventions to exist. This is known as the two truths theory in the Dharma, where you, if you take the conventional view over the absolute view, that's not right view. That's not satyadita. 
And if you take the absolute view over conventional view, it's still not Satyaditi. Why not? Why not? Because we, we're living, first of all, in a conventional world. And, you know, all of our absolutist views are theoretical. They're how we uh, view things with the, uh, with the eye of Bodhi, but not with the actual material eye. With the material eye, we see things conventionally. Yeah. With, the, with the eye of wisdom, we, we, we may, if we have that wisdom, see things in, in, a, in, a, in a, an enlightened way, which I really, you know, I can only tell you conventional truths. You know, I yeah, well, don't no, have that in uh, in Dhammapada, the Buddha says the world is mentally blind. How come we can say that we are so sane? How we know we are sane? Just because we say so, just because we think we are. I mean, if you look at the people getting no, drunk every day, that um, person is is clearly insane. Or you can say a, that. That's just a, that's just sophism. You can know that you're insane. Some no. people say, hey, what? You don't drink? You don't go to the club today? Right. Oh, you, you must there, have something wrong with you. There, there is, you know? the, this is, this is um, postmodernism, that's what it is, which says that you, know, you can't really say that this is better than that or, or, or this is right and this is wrong. There is no absolute truth, basically. But there is absolute truth. That's part of reality. Especially, especially uh, most of Buddhists, uh, uh, I mean, non-Buddhists uh, non say about Buddhists they are quite insane. I mean, that's what, like, uh, asceticism, uh, mild asceticism, abst abstention from alcohol, music, some people consider it as insane. There's something wrong with these people. I mean, that's, that's all just opinions. No, I just mean to say I agree completely with what you're saying that you know schizophrenia is, in a conventional sense, real. I was just trying to open open the understanding to the point that it doesn't mean anything. It may mean that uh, as long as this brain exists, you're not going to. I don't even think you could say not going to become enlightened. I think it's theoretically. Eh, Possible? I don't know. I mean, it's it's beyond any of our ability to say whether it's possible or not. I would uh, to become enlightened, the person who has schizophrenia, because it's just a condition of of the physical realm. It could also be an indication that the mind is so messed up that the knots are just going to be so tied that a hundred years is not enough to become enlightened. I think we're not in a position to say that, but it doesn't really matter anyway because. Well, then take 200 years, or 500 years, or, you know, millions. Well, we can't even say that because none of us reach enlightenment, so we don't know how far is it. So, how far you are from being enlightened, maybe, like, you know. Well, you know, somebody I, was... see, I, I think that someone who is legitimately insane is, uh, you know, the, the, the type of karma that they create is not really based on, like, intention. Whereas somebody that is really malevolent and causes harm and rapes and, you know, whatever they do, kills children and rapes them and knows what they're doing, you know, 
someone that commits the five heinous crimes, you know, they have, according to the Buddha Dharma, a whole different set of karma that they have to deal with. And, uh, you know, it's interesting as to where that distinction takes place as to why it's so heinous. Is it because it lacks sanity, or is it because it's just so cruel? Because I really believe if someone's legitimately insane, it's like being legitimately ignorant. Uh, if you if an if you have an act committed by say a monk that is harmful, it's a lot worse than committed by someone that's never taken a precept, for instance. So I just wanted to throw that in. Because I think intention has a lot to do with it. Well, if you have an anxiety, can you become a monk if you have an anxiety? Absolutely. Become a monk. I'll take you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you move to the UK then? <laughs> you find me a place, I'm there. <laughs> but uh, you also have to reassure me that I can get a passport. <laughs> At least a lifetime visa or something like that. 